welcome to another Oddcast podcast. Joining us today is past Grandmaster and past Chief Patriarch Peter Sellers, who is, uh, I believe, Peter, you said you're on the board, uh, Executive Board of Directors for California for uh, the Grand Lodge, correct? Uh, the Board of Directors, yeah. Board of Directors, okay, great. And um, the topic that we're going to be covering today is regarding the Colma Cemetery, which uh, used to be um, part of it was an Odd Fellows Cemetery, and there has been a number of things that have changed with it since the time that it was set up to be an Odd Fellows Cemetery that are very concerning to anybody who's an Odd Fellow or anybody who is a descendant of someone who is buried in that section of the cemetery. And so we'll be talking about that today. And uh, Peter, you want to share with us what it is that your your particular role is with regards to the cemetery? Uh, our role, uh, my role uh, has some historical background and I, I have to kind of go digress in another area. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was doing a research for Oddfellows history in the San Francisco area in the early 2000s, uh, that I became more aware of the removal of the Oddfellows Cemetery to Colma and I wanted to find out who was moved, actually, who was moved those names because I was looking for historical figures. And, and that's how I became introduced to Greenlawn Cemetery. It's where 28,000 uh, remains of, of, of our Oddfellows souls and other families uh, were placed. Um, I don't want to call it a mass grave because they were individually placed in boxes uh, about 12 high mm -hmm. and beneath the ground. And they were identified by grave markers uh, and uh, longitude, latitude, that type of uh, um, uh, vertically or horizontally by these markers where you can locate your loved ones. So it's not necessarily a mass grave, but it's a grave where 28,000 are placed in one plot. Right and now, originally... If I remember the history right, uh, the Oddfellows had a cemetery that was further downtown or closer to downtown of San Francisco. Yes. And then as San Francisco began to expand, they basically relocated uh, the, the remains and, and caskets to the city of Colma. Is that right? That, that's correct. And that's a bigger, that's another historical, fascinating historical aspect of this, uh, of the politics involved with that for for what I would call, what many of us would call greed, uh, because your final resting place should be your final resting place. Right. Uh, but it's not necessarily so, as, as, we're, as we found out with Greenlawn and other cemeteries as well. It happens regularly. And if they're not moved, then they're paved over and wow. things are built on top. So that happens regularly. This is why Greenlawn is so important because I'm going to tell you more about it or we're going to discuss it. This is why Greenlawn is so important. It once had those grave markers. It once had organization and respect. It once had what we believe is at least $100,000 endowment. Uh, hmm. But all that disappeared. They removed the grave markers. They plowed over it. They put uh, a, a, a garden on top of it, uh, whatever you want to call it, a, a commercial uh, flower growing business on top of it with equipment and garbage and everything else. And basically, as if no cemetery is there at all. Right. So this, this actually sounds very, very strange. Um, and I think that... Uh, if anybody were to go look at an old cemetery, they would expect to see the grave markers and they would expect to have some kind of way of, of finding their loved one. Uh, and I seem to remember that um, there was someone who created a website who was the descendant of someone who uh, was buried in that cemetery. And so we're gonna take a look at this website that they created, which uh, was not created by the Oddfellows, right? Uh, it, it, it was not. It was created uh, before you post it or before you bring it up. Mm -hmm. uh, there were involved family members. And the way I, I 
remember this is back in the early 2000s and I was, I did my research. I thought, oh, this is appalling. I complained to the Grand Lodge. Nobody really wanted to do anything at that time. We, because we didn't know about these families uh, who had to, uh, were descendants of those who were in that mass grave or it, it's not a mass grave. Oh, I have to break that habit. It was who were in this grave. And it came up when they found the body of a small girl, a five-year-old girl about four years ago in the old area where the Odd Fellows Cemetery was in San Francisco. It was supposedly moved, but it didn't get moved. And they called it, uh, they called her um, Miranda, an unknown girl. They gave it a name. And perfectly preserved in a grave from 1877, they brought her up and uh, they they had a service for her, and they buried her unknown in Green Lawn Cemetery. So now I seem to remember that uh, I actually saw that news uh, before I became an Odd Fellow. Actually, I remember that because the very small coffin had a window. Yeah, they're metal coffins back then with a glass window. Uh, some countries still do that, actually. And some, I imagine it's still done here in some areas, but it had a glass window where you could observe uh, the deceased or, or the, the loved one who's gone. And, and uh, it, it was perfectly preserved. And the guys who were there, uh, you know, the contractors who dug up the garage and found this, fortunately, they did find it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they uh, they may have broke the glass and looked in there and uh, but you know who knows how to deal with it that doesn't happen every day right but it, but it, it has happened and uh, the odd fellow I would like to say here I go digressing again I was grandmaster in that year and uh, what I did is I involved myself and and um, we paid for the reburial uh, the odd fellows did even though it wasn't our responsibility. So when the Odd Fellows reburied uh, this girl Miranda, uh, that's actually part of the mission of the Odd Fellows, right? That's part of our uh, yes. main main mission, which is to bury the dead. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I threw that in there. Yeah, and and oh, and if we can go further on in the story uh, on how the involvement came. Uh, also, the Odd Fellows who were at that service uh, in San Francisco, uh, they they attended a meeting and and asked how could they get involved? How could the Odd Fellows involve themselves with uh, with the uh, with this plot? That because they also went over to try to get into the area where the 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 Odd Fellows part is because I told them about that place and they had heard rumors over the years or they read a book I wrote uh, where I talked about it being disgraceful and um, they became concerned and they brought it up in a meeting uh, that a resolution be drafted to uh, have grant our parent corporation the Grand Lodge of California the Independent Order of Odd Fellows involve itself and uh, do a little research and find out uh, uh, more about it and see if, it, if there's any way we could help or ask that it be, the situation be improved. And uh, a, the grand body, which was about 220 members at the Grand Lodge session in 2018, 17, 18. I'm sorry, I don't have everything uh, detailed, but I do have it written down on a, on a chronological list in the other room uh, in case it ever goes to court. Uh, so I do have everything detailed, but you get a general idea that we became interested. Once a grand body said, yeah, we'd like to have a committee, the Grand Lodge board appointed a committee and look into this and see what's going on. And that's what, that's what happened. And, and myself and another member, uh, uh, Jack Crispin, Kane, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, my wife Bonnie, because she knows so much about it. Uh, not because she's just my wife; she's very intelligent. She she's been there and she's seen it and she's heard it. Uh, she's even went to the city hall in Colma with myself and other p- 
several other people to uh, voice our concerns to the uh, city council there about the Greenlawn Cemetery. What the issue is in Greenlawn Cemetery, the family, I'm going to reiterate, I know I've already said it, the families cannot access the area beyond the fence to go see where their relatives would be buried. They're not allowed access. Secondly, to locate their families, they can't do it anymore. The grave markers have been removed. The clay grave markers that had numbers and letters coordinating, uh, uh, telling you where to go uh, to, if you wanted to be over that area where your family member was, that's gone. And thirdly, the place is so desecrated that by trash and dirt and vehicles and, and a, a, a flower growing business. It's, it's five acres of just, uh, it's a pitiful situation of just nothing but, there is no remnants of a cemetery except a single uh, large uh, monument. That's it. And another odd fellow member, Randy Crasshow, who is from Santa Cruz, who owns cemeteries, he provided the, uh, the, the transportation, the hearse and mm -hmm. delivery of the body. And I think he even paid for the coffin, the new coffin. And so uh, the odd fellow's involvement, uh, as far as even involved in the service and the attendance, we had over 50 members there. And there were probably 100 people from the media. Uh, so it was, and a lot of people came out, over 1,000 came to watch his service. And it got a lot of, uh, it received a lot of national coverage. And, uh, and it put, and I'm glad we did the right thing. And we weren't seeking any, any recognition. We allowed a third party, uh, a nonprofit who, uh, who, arranges funerals for unknown children uh, who have died. And that I, I never realized uh, how many children are unknown who do die and they recover and they don't know who they are, but there's a nonprofit. I don't know the name offhand, but they stepped in and, and helped organize all this. And here I'm trying to get, now I'm getting to the point well, this reinvigorated uh, a few historians and people. They got the interest of a lot of people. And this one guy, he was so interested in the Oddfellows Cemetery and what bodies were moved. So he, just a, a heavy tech guy, he got involved and he created a 3D map of the old Oddfellows Cemetery, the location of every grave, um, it, it was fascinating. His name is Alex Snyder. He, I think he moved to Oregon or Washington now, but he, he did all this footwork, found out who was moved and where they were moved. And he's not even a member of the Oddfellows. And, and he, he became what I thought I was a cemetery Oddfellow expert there in San Francisco. He far surpassed me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's a guy who introduced me he thought, hey, maybe you'd like to meet some uh, descendants of the people who were buried in that grave. And he introduced me to a man named Rene Monet, uh, who's in France right now, and another man, uh, John Rector. I met those two men. He, I believe he has 11 relatives uh, in that site. And Rene has his grandparents, uh, at very least his grandparents in that site. So we're, and I've, a couple other people involved as well. So you have this uh, small group of family members who are just totally disgusted because of the way the cemetery has been turned into a trash dump, um, basically, uh, and they aren't allowed to visit it. It's uh, all the grave markers have been removed and uh, you'll hear the owner uh, claim it was Home Depot who removed some of the markers and damage. Uh, that's, that's partially true. If you're dealing with 100%, that's probably about 2% true. 
Okay, Home Depot did encroach on that cemetery on that plot, and it did put a, uh, some dirt on there, and they did maybe wreck uh, a row of those clay markers that used to be there, and the cemetery owner won a settlement against Home Depot. But the other 99%, he went ahead and desecrated. And by the way, desecrating a grave is, is against the law under the penal code of California. You can't remove a marker. You can't, uh, you can't vandalize a marker, can't, can't uh, do anything to uh, uh, damage any markers. Well, he, he not only damaged him, he removed him. And we'll get into that as well. Right, um, no. I would imagine that the lawsuit that he won against Home Depot was probably for that very law. Uh, yeah, because of them. Uh, yeah, what what Home Depot was guilty of or whatever they stipulated, uh, it was probably signed where we'll never know what the, the settlement was. Hmm. Uh, that's typical in those types of uh, settlements. But uh, there was a settlement made. Uh, and as Steve Dukas, the owner of Greenlawn, has, has even written and told us. Uh, so that's how we know that by his own admission. Uh, it wasn't something we're making up. He's the one who told us. He tried to lay the blame on the Home Depot. Um, right. Now, uh, this website that we were discussing briefly earlier that was created by one of the descendants, uh, you want to mention who that was? And, and we can go to that website and, and show something that, uh, you know, we want to see a little bit about what we're talking about instead of just talking about it. So this is a good way to do it is to go to that website, which we'll share here. Well, John, John Rector is the one who coordinated the website. What he did is gather the information uh, from different people like John, uh, uh, Alex Schneider, who knew a lot of the, the, he wasn't really involved as a family member, but his knowledge was, was very valuable because he knew the historical background. He was able to find out who was buried in that graveyard uh, and, and how things happened. He even discovered that the clay markers, who made the clay markers, how many clay markers were made, how much they were, uh, who bought them, the odd fellows bought them. We bought the markers. And, and uh, so he, he was able to do all the detail work. So, John got a hold of uh, Alex's information. Renee had done a lot of the research on, on the legalities and uh, the, the law and, uh, and also background on the cemeteries, a lot of technical things uh, related to the cemetery and the owner. So Renee gathered all that information and me, what, the order I provided the relationship between the odd fellows uh, who haven't had an interest since the 1930s. So when we moved our bodies there, but we, we, we provided the background. So John took all this information and whatever else he could add and whatever else pe uh, people volunteered. So he created a webpage to somebody, a friend of his who's, <clears throat> who possesses a, you know, takes a little technical know-how. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Uh, you are, but right. I'm not. Um, but he was able to put together this website. And uh, the title of the website, uh, I don't want to steal your role, but it's the Oddfellows Cemetery, A Coma Disgrace. Okay, so the name of the website is, uh, the address is oddfellowscemeterycoma.com. And if you uh, were to go there, then you would see this is the home page. And if you were to scroll down a bit, uh, t tell us what we're we're seeing here in the background. You're seeing the original. You're seeing the uh, the uh, the crematory right there, uh, and and it's probably looking from the direction of the columbarium. Columbarium is actually still there. It's owned by the Neptune Society, who's done a wonderful job of restoring it. Right. Now, this is actually the original Oddfellows Cemetery that was closer to downtown San Francisco before the bodies were moved to Colma, right? That's correct. Okay. And then as we go down here, we see some of these images of this current relocated place 
where instead of seeing a cemetery, as we should, we see this giant marker monument in the middle. Uh, you're, you're, saying, you're saying probably about, uh, what, about 50 yards of uh, around that monument where, where everything you could see in this picture, except where that FedEx truck is, everything in this picture is the cemetery. So what we should be seeing is a nicely maintained lawn with small grave markers, correct? That have coordinates yeah. on them? Even if it's not a lawn, if it's just well-maintained, even if it's gravel, anything with markers, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know what was there before other than the markers. And I, I do want to be totally honest about this, is that uh, uh, the owner did say uh, it, it could be uh, with the markers and, and uh, no lawn, but, but uh, you know, I, I can't prove there was lawn before, but I can definitely say there weren't cut flowers or vehicles or, or, or what's there today. If we can get another picture, you'll see another picture when we go through this. Right. And there's no way that... Um, the oh, there's some of the grave markers damaged and destroyed to the left. As those tractors uh, plow up the ground for the flowers, mm -hmm. they keep digging up these... Uh, about one foot uh, clay markers that have numbers on them. Uh, and that the concrete one actually has letters uh, like uh, where certain areas are. So that's oh, yeah. all these are markers uh, the concrete one and the clay ones. Those are a, a good sample. There are thousands of them that were removed. Wow. And there's a letter uh, 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 ordering the, the clay markers from the Odd Fellows. Um, Okay, and uh, there's, uh, here we have a, a video. Should we play the video here? Yeah, play that video. I'm not sure which one this is. Oh, that's good. You got a, that's all the cemetery, all of that, where the flowers are. The owner contends this is landscape. But this is uh, behind the Home Depot. Yes. Facing towards the rest of the cemetery, right? Yes. And beyond the fence is the rest of the cemetery. Now, yeah, see the dirt see. Out, uh, the trucks, that's all cemetery. There's graves under all that huh. everywhere where that trailer is, where the little uh, shacks are uh, for the uh, farm workers. And they claim this is not a business, they claim it's landscaping. This is very important. Uh, there should be a video of this. This one here, and what I'll tell you, I'll give you a little background of this before you play the video. We'll, we'll search a little down. Don't play that yet. Okay. But what it was, uh, we, we had exhausted, we made complaints to the Department of Consumer Affairs, to the uh, Cemetery and uh, 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 Funeral Bureau, and uh, they said there wasn't enough evidence. Uh, and I'll tell you why they probably said that. Uh, there wasn't enough evidence. I filed a claim on behalf of the, the Grand Lodge. Uh, the, uh, the, each one of the family members filed a complaint. Complaint. The same inspector uh, had responded to all of us individually over a period of two years. Uh, and each time we gained more evidence, we refiled, or, or one of the family members did, Renee, and he would still get the same result, not enough evidence. Well, that probably has to do because Steve Dukas, who's the owner of the Green Lawn Cemetery, used to run the cemetery board for the state. He was appointed by the governor at one time in the 1990s. And Steve Dukas is, a, is an attorney. And he, if you go on his LinkedIn page, he prides himself on being an expert witness now, he's a very smart man. He's going to be one that's difficult to um, defeat. He's going to be one difficult to win a battle against because he knows, he knows what he can get away with, and he's established a great deal of friendships on the state level where things would be more favorable in his, in his side instead of ours, instead of the complainants. 
no one wins a complaint with this against this guy nobody because he he knows the ins and the outs and he's very smart he knows how to manipulate the system and now in this video so we had exhausted all those re uh, remedies we went to the city hall we um we filed complaints we went we just went everywhere that we could uh, we had to file a, 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 then we finally made a police report because it's a crime to desecrate a, 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 a grave marker. And so this says within a month, if you read that sentence of the initial complaint, it was within an hour. I told John to please change this uh, uh, within a month. It was within an hour of filing the police report after the police officers got a hold of Steve Dukas and told him about the grave markers that have been desecrated. We were complaining about that. Now in the, in the uh, tractor right there, um, our, we watched within an hour of leaving. Yeah, you can play it. And so this was after you went to the police department and made a of going to the police station and filing a, a complaint that they were destroying the clay grave markers that were all lined up against the fence. This guy, if you look inside his loader, he's got about a hundred of those clay grave markers. He's going to go dump. They're getting rid of them. He took load after load and dumped them away and got got rid of them from the cemetery. He got rid of the evidence that we were complaining, filing a criminal complaint. And, and that, that alone is going to sink Steve Dukas and the Green Lawn Cemetery. That is so upsetting because it's dishonest. And this is why I, I get a little emotional for these families. This guy you know, he's got the police calling him and telling him, hey, they're complaining about desecrated graves and markers. That is a crime. And he goes, I don't have any. And we drive over there. We videotape him removing them all. I, I don't know what greater evidence we're going to need. But anyway, uh, uh, if we want to get updated where we are now, because we have exhausted nearly everything, and as you know, we are down to the point of a civil lawsuit. Unfortunately, uh, civil lawsuits today take uh, hundreds, a uh, hundred thousand, if not 200 or 300, takes a lot of money. Right. And this is something as individuals, uh, if, can we do it? Can we afford it? Do we have it? There's no guarantee you'll win. Uh, once that money's gone, it's gone. And uh, we just don't know. Um, that's a great picture of the old Oddfellows Cemetery, by the way. And that monument that's up on the, you can barely see it. There's a monument right at the top of that screen, not the one on top of the hill, to the, yeah, right there. That is 60 feet tall. You know who, that's where Samuel Hill Parker was buried with James Bowen, two past grandmasters. Our first grandmaster of this state in California was buried on top of that hill in a separately deeded piece of property. And what they did, in short, he ended up in that big grave of 28,000 as well. And that's our interest as the order. Uh, when I, we first started this, uh, that was my interest to find out where he was buried. He's on that list. He ended up in that, that, that grave of 28,000. And you know what? Uh, it's a shame that the Oddfellows don't get, didn't get more involved and follow this before now. Uh, because we have some prominent members that are in that graveyard. Uh, this is these are great pictures of our old cemetery. There's even a picture here somewhere where they, they dug it up and Anyway, it was a sad situation. It wasn't, they had to move them for years. Uh, the cemeteries went downhill. They didn't maintain them 
because everybody knew they would eventually be moved, removed. Hmm. And so for years they were, they were, uh, they were damaged. So it was just something that was inevitable. 32 cemeteries were moved out of San Francisco into the city of Colma. And we're just talking about one. All the other ones were very respectful. At the Cypress where the Masons have their 20 something thousand or 15, I'm not sure what the number is there. Might even be 30,000. It's beautiful. They have a lawned area with the monument in the middle and it's well kept. And uh, that's something we'd like to see done with this cemetery. Uh, where the Odd Fellows are today, there's a columbarium. It still stands today. It's a beautiful place. It's anybody can visit. Plenty of Odd Fellows uh, are in there. But it, again, it's owned by the Neptune Society. So where we are now is uh, the families are, are um, I can't talk about it too much other than the Odd Fellows are going to uh, help the families in their quest to uh, correct this situation. Our Grand Lodge has already committed uh, to help them and, uh, and to financially get this started. And, and you're their point person, yes? Uh, I am a uh, I, I am a representative, and we're going to. Uh, there has been some terse discussion between myself and the cemetery owner. Uh, I he's made some accusations, which I, which he was wrong. Uh, he said I didn't represent the Grand Lodge, and I had to correct him. I do. He said he spoke with somebody at the Grand Lodge and they told him I have nothing to do with the Odd Fellows. They didn't know who I was. And uh, uh, it, which uh, that's hard to believe. I, I you know, I, I'm the grand representative for this jurisdiction right now uh, to Sovereign Grand Lodge. I'm a past Grand Master. I'm a past Grand Patriarch. I'm a, a director emeritus on the board. And uh, I've written uh, three history books, uh, you know, about the Odd Fellows in this state. I've written articles for 25 plus years uh, for this Odd Fellow magazine or longer. And uh, my family, they're all married. It's hard to believe that somebody wouldn't know I was a member of the order. And so who- Maybe he just got the wrong number. He must have called uh, somebody else, but, but he- uh, his accusations in the letter were far-reaching, and uh, and he was basically telling it without writing the word cease and desist. And he's an attorney. I was surprised. I had to um, I had to respond to him. I go, if you believe I've actually done harm to you, then sue me. I I I feel confident in myself. I'm not the one, and neither are these family members who are who have done something wrong. We aren't the ones doing something wrong. We have nothing to hide. We want to correct this situation. We don't want your money. We don't want anything you have. We want this cemetery accessible and it presented in a, in a, in a, or fixed up in a presentable manner. We want this corrected. We, we are tired of this situation. We're tired of a bully threatening us every time we, we bring up the matter or request that it be rectified. We're tired of it. And uh, we don't want anything from it. We just want satisfaction that this cemetery is, is, is presentable. And Accessible as well. And these souls, these thousands and thousands of souls, remains who rest there, are, are presentable to, to, the, to the people who want to visit. And there are people who want to visit. And we also like to have access to the records. There's one thing. He does not open his records. Fortunately, these records gave us the names. And that was provided by Alex Snyder. And I forgot where, where he ended up getting these. It might say here. But he ended up getting these for us. And we posted the names of the people who are interred there. So this, is, this, is, this was wonderful work 
that uh, Alex Snyder was able to do for us. These didn't come from Steve Dukas and, and the Greenlawn staff. This came from Alex. Mm -hmm. Steve Dukas has this put away, but he never made these available. And remember I said I went there in about 2005 that I was doing research for a book very innocently. But do you have the names of, and I asked, do you have the names? And my wife went as well. They said no. And they said they wouldn't show them to us. But one of the girls made a copy of a page for us. So we knew she had the book. Uh, we went there separately and Bonnie went in there another time and the girl made a copy from in the back room, made a copy from one of these old books from a page that looks just like that. So we knew they had the records and we were lied to the first time. So, so we're not the ones lying. We're not the ones desecrating graves. We're not the ones breaking the law, you know, and, but we have to endure a bully to threaten us with lawsuits from defaming him. We're not defaming him. We're, we're complaining about the condition he keeps his cemetery in. You know, if you're going to buy a cemetery in 1980 and you're going to be the responsible manager, you have a responsibility to maintain that cemetery, wouldn't you think? Instead of making a business out of it, and I can't prove he's selling flowers. If I could prove that, uh, that's another angle. That's another way we would go after him. But but I have to tell you, all eyes are on him right now. We are not the ones doing anything wrong. And that's what I have to remind myself. And I have to remind everybody in our committee. And I have to remind those family members. We're not the ones doing anything wrong. We just want access to the graves in a safe manner and a presentable manner. That's not a lot to ask. But now, with all the things that Steve Dukas has done, he's created a monumental task for himself, a costly one, because of his own doings. He has removed the plot markers. We have proof of that. He has damaged them. He has gained money from Home Depot because they damaged part of it. He makes money. Well, I can't prove that. I better not say that. I retract that. He's, he grows flowers, his workers cut them, they put them in a bucket, trucks come, they put them in the trucks, the trucks take them away, okay? That's what Steve Dukas does. So, uh, but selling them, I can't prove, so I can't say that. But well, we are that it, where we are going to engage our attorney, and, and once the family, once he had, we have already... Uh, the families have already retained an attorney and we have our own attorney at the Grand Lodge where we're going to uh, send a letter as a friend to the court if they allow that. We will file that as well so we can offer evidence as well uh, from the, from the uh, odd fellows and uh, without being uh, uh, named litigant. So, but we will offer our services as a witness and, uh, and any evidence we have. So we're at this point now, we have no other choice, um, but uh, there have been some monies committed. There are some pending donors who are going to donate some money to this, uh, thousands of dollars. And uh, we still have an option to go back to our grand body and see if we can interest them or it to uh, contribute funds in May uh, uh, when we meet again. So uh, there's a possibility that, that this court litigation can move forward. Now, hopefully Steve Dukas sees the light, a light goes on because he's a smart man and realizes he may need to correct his situation and meet the family members and the interested parties like the odd fellows halfway at least talk to us at least remove the fence at least allow us access to the to the one monument and make it a safe access at least remove the trash dumpster that's in the photograph at the edge of the cemetery but on top of the graves remove that remove the vehicles 
You know, if you want to grow your flowers and do whatever you do with flowers, uh, where they go away in trucks to other cities, uh, go ahead and do what you got to do, but do it in a, a, a presentable manner. Presentable is probably the key word today. Um, this cemetery is not presentable. And it's it look like a cemetery. It's unacceptable. What you saw in those photographs is a is supposed to be a cemetery. Every area in those photographs is a, there are bodies underneath. And that's not that's not right. That's not right. It, you think of a cemetery you go to and see your loved ones. If it can happen here, this is what I said on the onset. If it can happen here, it can happen to where a cemetery where your loved ones are. Think about that. If he wins this case, another cemetery owner can get away with what he's doing because the state has protected him so far by saying there's not enough evidence. The police department has protected him saying there's not enough evidence. Well, there's no evidence. He took away all the markers. We have the evidence that he took them away. That's going to sink him. And what other things he's done? There was also a, a very nice bronze bell that was at the old Oddfellows Cemetery where they used to toll that bell when somebody was buried. It was a large bronze bell worth a lot of money. It was placed in the Greenlawn Cemetery. Well, in 2005, Steve Dukas, Dukas took it out and he took it home and put it in his garage. And only when I confronted him by, with it, did he admit he had it in his garage because he was worried about thieves stealing it. Well, it's 15 years later and the bell isn't anywhere to be found now, okay? And that was the only time I spoke to Steve Dukas on the phone. And the other times have been in letters. Uh, we even offered to buy the bell for $1,500, no response. You know, we would buy the bell too. And we're more interested in the history. And we wanted to put that bell in the, in the historical society in Colma. They were interested. And that's how we found out about the bell uh, through the historical society. They asked, what happened to that beautiful bell the Odd Fellows had? Well, the owner took it home. Uh, so that's the kind of person we're dealing with. Did you say that there were some recent developments? Like, what's the latest news? Uh, just uh, the court action, uh, okay. the pending court action. And other than saying that there's a pending court action, I can't go into any of the details. All of our evidence, what I've asked uh, as what I suggested to our group is don't post anything else. Uh, don't uh, don't uh, say anything beyond what's already been said. I've said this before. It's on the page. Uh, I limit myself as well. Um, now, if there's anybody that wants to contribute funds to this effort, legal effort, is there uh, a place on the website where they can do that? Right now, we don't have that set up, but right now we're in, in discussions and, and, uh, and uh, there's more legal action coming. Uh, I can't talk about that right now. Uh, there are other, uh, we have to make sure we have exhausted every avenue, city, state, county and we want to make sure we've got all our our t's crossed and our i's dotted and that we have tried every avenue that we're aware aware of now if somebody did want to get involved uh i believe that there is a uh, a mailing list that is on the website that somebody can join yes it's at the bottom and and if uh, there if you wanted to contribute funds uh you can you can mention it there. I'm sure John Rector or somebody uh, monitors that, and, and uh, or you can get a hold of me, and I'll I'll refer you to the family members. Um, right now, you. I'm right now. We're the Odd Fellows are an interested party, like anyone else would be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I may contribute money personally uh, to help this cause. In fact, I plan to because of my involvement in the history. Now, uh, how can people reach you easily? Uh, I, my, my email address is, or if, if you're already a Facebook friend and you know me, 
and you're learning about the Greenlawn Cemetery situation, you can message me there or, or Facebook me there, or you can send me an email. At, uh, so okay. it's I-O-O-F-S-F at earthlink.net. Uh, so people can reach you at I-O-O-F-S-F at earthlink.net. And um, is there anything else that you would like to make sure that we cover before we wrap things up? Uh, there's always something, you know, when you get through with these things or an interview or you talk to someone, there's always, oh, I should have said this. And, you know, and it's just one of those. There's there's just so much to this case that uh, we could have gone in different directions. But as much uh, negative from a historical standpoint, this is so fascinating and interesting because we have so many famous figures. Well, in the, in the world of fraternalism, we have a lot of famous figures who are in that mass grave. I'm working on a project right now, a new history. Oh, you project. said mass grave, so you want to yeah, correct I'm, yourself. It's not you know, a mass grave. I had grave. to break that habit because I, I had learned since then this does not meet the, the qualification of a mass grave. They're not all loose put into one one big hole. They're, they're actually separate in different wooden boxes, their remains. And uh, so they are graves and, and they were, did have markers. So uh, these are graves uh, and I, I uh, have to learn that and I'm correcting myself as well. Um, I, uh, in fact, today there's more information. I just received two, two little thumb drives that are in here from people uh, concerning more evidence of this, uh, all the documents, everything. So. I'm being brought up to speed as well uh, as this comes along. The Odd Fellows want to learn as much as possible because, as I say, we're going to be a friend of the court or try to be a friend of the court and have that uh, uh, file, that letter. I forget the uh, Latin term, uh, friend of the court or friend, um, but uh, there is a Latin term which we will uh, make sure we file. And uh, and so we can offer more evidence and, and help these people and help ourselves as well and, and help uh, all of humanity. Because as I said, if this can happen here, it can happen in a cemetery where you think it can't happen. Think about that. Think about the most beautiful cemetery you've ever been in. Think about it becoming a dirt yard with garbage on it. Okay, because that's what can happen if we lose here. So that doesn't just involve a handful of people with an interest in, in making it beautiful. It involves you too, because everybody has had a loved one or a friend die, everybody. And that person's buried or entombed somewhere. Now think of that place, think of that place. Think of how you would feel if your family member was buried in a place that was eventually desecrated and the marker removed. How would you feel? Okay, this is the way those family members feel. I, I empathize with them. I, I wanna help them, you know, and so should everyone else, you know? That's, that's my feeling on it. And it's yeah. more of one of passion and, and uh, I, I, I feel it's a responsibility. Yeah, I think about all of the, the names that were in that book of all of the people, and they've got, uh, you know, descendants, uh, not maybe not everybody, but there's got to be out of, you know, 20 some thousand uh, names of people that were buried. I can't imagine how many descendants there must be that are affected in some way because their ancestors are buried there. Yeah, they, I mean, if you look at it, one of the photographs on that website we didn't see it has a grid on top of it and that's where the rows and markers were 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 placed we would like those replaced according to that grid again and i don't know if that could ever be done because he has destroyed that but the but the, with alex snyder if we could ever get him involved he knows out of everyone else, he knows how to place those markers. He knows, he, this guy did the research. I mean, this guy, even the old cemetery where we saw that beautiful uh, um, columbarium and then the, um, the uh, 
crematory and all those beautiful markers. He did a 3D map of that cemetery based on photographs. He had hundreds of photographs. And the places he went to get these, uh, places I never had access and I never thought of. And it, he was just incredible. And he's not even a member of the order. He just took an interest in a cemetery and made it his project, brought his computer over and showed me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really interesting. And he didn't get paid a dime for it. And um, I don't, he deserves something. Sure, he definitely deserves some recognition for his efforts in all this. Well, uh, Peter, unless there's anything else, I'd like to you know, say my thanks to you for taking the time aside to discuss what has happened in Colma and uh, your involvement in it and to bring everybody up to speed on as best we can on what's going on there. And um, if you are watching this and you have any interest in finding out more, I'll post the information below so that you can get there. So again, thank you again, Peter. I appreciate your time. And uh, I'm sure that we'll talk again on another uh, podcast. And uh, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up? That was it. It was a pleasure to, to be able to share this with others. It's, as I said, uh, you get into these legal matters and you're not, you just want to tell everybody. And all we're asking for is just uh, moral support. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to offer anything, that's great. Anybody wants to help out in any way, that's great. And if you have a family member you think is in Greenlawn Cemetery, please notify that website or one of us, myself, so I can link you up with the family, uh, the other family members, because this, we, we need the, those are the initial people who have the strength when we go to court. Okay, they will be there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again.